You're listening to the Disney One by One podcast, a chronological look at every Disney animated classic and beyond. Here's your host, Mike Rolfing. Hello and welcome again to Disney One by One. This week we're talking about Tangled from 2010. This is the 50th movie on the list. What do you call the 50th anniversary? That's not diamond. Is that gold? I don't know what it is. Gold. That's gold. All right. And remember, you can find us everywhere on the internet at Disney 1X1. And if you could please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, we would love to see that. And also, now that Disney Plus is out, this is a great opportunity for you to go back and listen to some past episodes. I believe every movie on this list is available on Disney Plus. So if you have bought that and are currently streaming your way through it, go back, watch some old Disney movies and, and listen to earlier episodes of our show. And with me this week, as always, is my brother, David Rolfing. David, welcome back to Disney One by One. Hey, Mike. Good to be back. We made it to episode 50. I know. That means there's only eight more to go, right? We're getting there. A few left. (laughs) And these are good ones. I'm excited for the last handful. And joining us this week, a returning special guest. You heard her way back on Cinderella. I don't even remember which number that was. Eight? Something like that. Lisa Grove, welcome back to Disney One by One. Hi. Thank you for having me again. This is so fun. And we uh, we had your brother on a few episodes ago. Daniel was on our Treasure Planet episode. It was, yes. it was a good time. Yeah. The only episode I wasn't on. I haven't talked to Daniel in so long. Yeah, David had a prior engagement and had to skip the Treasure Planet episode. But Lisa, I understand there is a new addition to your family since we last talked to you. Yes, yes. Parker James was born in August. So now we have two little guys running around. Well, not running. The first one is, or second one is definitely not running, but. And and Parker James already got his first experience at Disneyland, correct? He sure did. We <laughs> took the boys to Disneyland about three weeks ago and it was quite an ordeal to drag a newborn and a four-year-old around, but it was great. It was actually my 30th birthday the day we were there. Ah. So that was a big a big deal too to um kind of celebrate out there it was very very fun i'm curious what you were able to do with two small children what were what were some of the attractions you were able to get on obviously you can walk around and pretty much see everything that you'd want to with a baby in a stroller we were curious to know what we could wrap the baby up on us and carry him on we took him on peter pan's flight and we took him on the carousel Little side note, I got to ride Julie Andrews' horse that um, Walt Disney... Have you heard about that? A little bit, yeah. At uh, Disneyland's 50th birthday or whatever that was, Walt actually, uh, or somebody, gave her the... the like It was like the Mary Poppins horse, and it has her crest on it where it's like Mary Poppins and her initials and her shoes, like silhouettes of these things and the umbrella... So I, I felt really special that I got to do that. Um, but on the, baby, the special horse, yeah. Yeah, yeah, on my 30th birthday. It was a really cool thing. And the baby was riding with us, too. He was, like I said, all wrapped up. But um, he did the teacups. He did the teacups, too. <laughs> <laughs> we just didn't spin the middle thing. We okay. Just, we just rode it, you know. And I think that they, I think he did it to Small World. I mean, anything that you sit and ride, like, slow, they let you go on, so. Space Mountain, you know, yeah, rides like yeah, that. Yeah, no. Jaden did um, Thunder Mountain, though, and wow. loved every minute of it. Daniel took a, a really, or he had his GoPro going, like, the whole time, the whole it was great. It was hilarious. Jaden loved every second of it. So he's a roller coaster kid, apparently. So nice. he's going to be good at those. 
What what was the the highlight of the trip or of the day there? Honestly, probably the parades and all the music. I was um I I walked in on Main Street and they were playing Meet Me in St. Louis. Hmm. And I was like, I come all the way here <laughs> and I just <laughs> finished that show for the second time and here I am in the middle of what feels like Meet Me in St. Louis and they're playing my song. So, and then they played all this Dolly stuff and they played all this Music Man stuff. So I was like, they're playing every show that I've been in. It was just really fun. And the the marching band was awesome. It was so awesome. So I love Main Street at Disneyland yes, and how just pe- people start popping out of random doors and singing songs and there's marching bands and barbershop quartets. And yes. It's a lot of fun. It was, That was probably my favorite part as well. Oh, you saw a cat walk by the webcam there for a moment. You see me doing this for a second. <laughs> like, don't jump up here. That's right. I don't use the video for anything. It's okay, just for okay. us. It's just for yeah. us. My, she's intrigued by the hamster. So, yeah. so Lisa, we already got your top five, but it mm-hmm. is as it is episode fifty. We haven't updated. David and I haven't updated our top ten list since episode thirty-five. So we're going to go ahead and do that. And why don't you? Why don't you lead the way? Sure, sure. Okay. So first of all, do you guys have any honorable mentions? Dave, I do, and the only reason is because this is the only movie. Sadly, I haven't watched as of late. Treasure Planet. So <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't on. And the movie I put in my original top 10 when we started off, but I can't remember the last time I've seen it. It's probably been, you know, I don't know, six plus years. So I can't unbiasedly put that in my top 10 because it's all just a nostalgia thinking about that movie. So I put it as number 11 because I can't rightfully include it in the top 10. Gotcha. I have a bunch <laughs> of honorable mentions. <laughs> All the ones that I wish I could put in my top 10, but have, have since fallen out. Uh, one would be Atlantis. I had never seen Atlantis, The Lost Empire, until we watched it for this show, and I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Same with Rescuers Down Under. I had not seen it. No and way! I, <laughs> and I loved the music and the characters, and it was just a really fun movie. Uh, I'm throwing Home on the Range in my honorable mentions. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> but it just was not good enough to sneak its way into the top ten. But the songs and the characters in that movie I really, really enjoyed. Um, 101 Dalmatians has been knocked off my top 10. That's just a classic one that I watched a lot as a kid. Sad for that one to fall out. And then uh, Pocahontas, I really enjoyed and really thought was a beautiful movie when we watched that recently. So those are my honorable mentions. Awesome. Okay, so uh, Mike, do you want to go ahead and say what your top, your, I guess, number 10 would be? Yeah, my number 10 and we talked about this extensively last week, is Princess and the Frog. I was blown away by this movie and uh, how just classic Disney had felt considering it came out in, what, 2009? So Mm -hmm. listen last week for Princess and the Frog. Okay, David, what was your top 10? Well, your number 10. All right, Peter Pan, number 10 for me. There you go. Nice. All right, Mike, what about number nine? My number nine, a little lower than what some people would put it, but Aladdin is my number nine on my list. Hanging in there. David? Number nine, Sleeping Beauty. And I don't know. It was such a long time ago when we watched this, over a year now. So I remember <laughs> thinking it was beautiful. That was a, It is. And it had it a was. decent story. But it was one of the best out of the original, like, tw- the first 20 that we watched. Gotcha. Cool. So, Mike, number, are we at eight? Eight, yeah, eight. yes. <laughs> My number eight was David's number 10, Peter Pan. David? All right, number eight, Hunchback of Notre Dame. Ooh. Mm, it was yeah. a very 
surprising and striking and scary movie. Yes, <laughs> true. Messed up. Yes. <laughs> okay, seven, Mike. My number seven is Bambi. I only really remember this movie as a little kid and watching it again as an adult made me really appreciate the artwork and the the craft behind such an old animated movie. Uh, David, seven. Seven is Mulan. I love the epic story, the greatest song Disney's ever written. (laughs) (laughs) And has some cool battles. Disney himself wrote wrote Make a Man Out of You. That's how good it is. Yes. (laughs) All right, Mike, six. My number six is Dumbo. This is just a classic. It's short and sweet, great characters, fun music. Casey, da-da-da-da-da-da. It's great. Dumbo. Nice. All right, David, number six. Six is Hercules. It's funny. It's entertaining. It's just super clever, and I have always liked Hercules. Awesome. Okay, Mike, number five. Number five, tale as old as time, beating the beast. Yeah. It's hard to beat that one, but four others did. (laughs) All right, David, number five. Number five, Robin Hood. All right, uh, Mike, number four. My number four, it's still hanging in there. It's it's slowly falling, but Three Caballeros is my number four. I love that movie so much for so many reasons, as as you've heard way too much on this I'm show. I'm glad it's been bumped down at least. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Okay, David, number four. Number four, spoiler alert for this episode, Tangled. Whoa. Oh. Yeah. S- spoiler okay. alert. Well, I guess we'll hear about yeah, why. We'll get into yeah, it. yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so now we're down to the top three. Mike. My number three is Fantasia 2000. I love this movie. And if you want to hear me wax poetically about it, you can listen to that episode. It's a, I, I called it a masterpiece, and I, I do believe that. All right. Okay, David, number three. Number three is Aladdin. Love the characters. I like the whole world. like the TV show as a kid, but the movie was blew me away. It was very good. The whole new world? Uh, all right and mike uh number two number two the lion king right up there at the top but not quite any anything behind that (laughs) why (laughs) oh the lion king's great but i like my number one better okay and david number two lion king whoa it's great but i like my number one better (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to think what's left on your list david i'm I'm drawing a blank have you guys say it at the same time what your number one was well they're different they're different different. (laughs) he already said mine i don't don't know what yours is though i can't guess oh my number one is robin hood okay oh it's so good everything from the characters to the voice actors to the music in that movie are just basically perfect I, i love robin hood that's great okay david what's your top Number one. Hup. Oh, Tarzan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really? My, my Phil Collins impression. All right. I love that movie. It's probably the t- Disney movie I've seen the most times and it never gets old. And it has special places in my heart, as I've talked about on that episode and a couple others. You keep like almost quoting lines the, from the movies right. you're talking about. Almost but, like, saying the song. <laughs> I'm not trying to. I think it's just subconscious. That's so funny. Special place in my heart. Yeah. Special <laughs> place in my heart. Yeah. Well, those lists are pretty different, David. We are straying apart. We are yeah, slowly half straying of our apart. Lists yeah. We're the same, but half we're not. All right. Thanks, Lisa, for, for moderating that. And with that, we'll move on to Tangled. And now, our feature presentation. 
I'm a guy with some simple dreams. Are you guarding this? Yeah. Huh? Aha! But on this day, I was just looking for a place to escape. Then it hit me. In this tower lived a girl who'd been there a very long time. I'm prepared to offer you a deal. Deal? Look this way. I want to see the world, and not just from my window. First, I said, no can do. Tangled tells the story of a lost young princess with magical long blonde hair who yearns to leave her secluded tower. Against her mother's wishes, she accepts the aid of an intruder to take her out into the world which she has never seen. Tangled is based on the Brothers Grimm fairy tale Rapunzel. The idea of making a Disney movie about Rapunzel came from animator Glenn Keane way back in 1996. We've talked about Glenn Keane a lot. In 2001, Keane pitched the idea to Michael Eisner, then head of the studio who approved it, but said he wanted it to be CG. And Keane, with his strong 2D animation background, was reluctant to do that. And so they kind of put it on hold. In 2003, it was announced as Rapunzel Unbraided was the title of the movie at one point. Uh, Keane called it sort of a Shrek-like version of the film, a little more comical, a little goofier. He liked it, but thought the movie could have more heart. So it was pushed back from its 2007 release to a 2009 release for Keane to have more time to flesh it out. But in 2008, he stepped down from the directorial chair because he had a heart attack was revealed later it wasn't revealed immediately but later that he revealed that was why and he was replaced by byron howard and nathan greeno who had both worked on bolt a few years prior um Keane stayed on as executive producer and animation supervisor so the cast of this movie mandy moore plays rapunzel what's she most famous for is she a singer she i think her big big she's been a singer but i think her biggest thing was when she was in um a walk to remember back in like oh three oh two okay. yeah something like yeah. that and now she's on This Is Us on NBC. Yes, yes. Uh, Flynn Riders, played by Zachary Levi. Uh, some other random cast, Brad Garrett, who's from Everybody Loves Raymond, plays one of the thugs. Ron Perlman, who plays Hellboy, is another thug. Jeffrey Tambor plays another thug. And uh, my favorite voice casting in this, uh, Vlad, Vlad, the one of the goofy guys, is played by Richard Keel, who's who's uh, plays Jaws in the James Bond movies. Uh-huh. That's funny. <laughs> little trivia there. So this movie is computer generated, but they modeled it on the traditional look of oil paintings on canvas, sort of the look they were going for. Glenn Keane did a lot of work with the animators to sort of blend 2D techniques into 3D, try to keep that, that heart of Disney animation in the 3D form. He held a conference with a bunch of animators that he called the best of both worlds, where he talked about how they can best blend the two mediums together, or at least the philosophies of 2D animation, hand-drawn animation with computer animation. Kind of a funny story. They wanted Flynn Rider to be the most handsome, most attractive male Disney has ever had. I put that in quotes. And uh, they held a uh, what they called the hot man meeting where they gathered a, a bunch of women from the like studio. Like a focus group? <laughs> yes. So they gathered a bunch of women in the studio to talk about what they considered to be attractive in a man, which is really kind of odd. But And they brought in hundreds of images of their favorite male actors and celebrities. And they uh, tore them up and pasted them together and did what they could to put together the most beautiful man they could think of. That's <laughs> where Flynn Rider came from. That's funny. I'm surprised they decided on that facial hair. Yeah, a little tuft at the bottom of the chin. Well, I think uh, you know, a decade ago, that was that was certainly in style. My husband had that for like the first six years of our marriage. So yeah, <laughs> it was about <laughs> yeah. So you would have chosen that. Yeah, the smolder, right? Yeah. Is that what he said? Yeah, yeah right. 
Animating hair proved difficult. They had developed some technology on Bolt to animate the hair on the dog, but obviously this is a little more complicated, and really animation is much better than Bolt. The existing technology they had proved to be a little difficult, so they had a software engineer named Kelly Ward spend, she spent six years writing programs and developing software to make the hair work as flawlessly as they could. So the music, Alan Menken is back after a short hiatus. He last worked on Home on the Range from 2004, and he's back to work on Tangled, along with lyricist Glenn Slater. Uh, They wrote a number of original songs for this movie, which we'll get into, and uh, he wrote the score as well. So the release of this movie, it's interesting, a few a few things of note. In order to market the movie to both sexes and uh, additional age groups, they decided to change the name of the movie from Rapunzel to Tangled, and while also emphasizing the character of Flynn Rider in all the promotional material as the film's prominent male character and to show that this wasn't just like a princess movie. Um, Disney, however, was criticized for altering the title as, as just a simple marketing strategy. A guy named Floyd Norman, who was an animator and story artist for Disney and Pixar, said, quote, The idea of changing the title of a classic like Rapunzel to Tangled is beyond stupid. I'm convinced they'll gain nothing from this except the public seeing Disney as desperately trying to find an audience. (laughs) (laughs) Someone else compared it to calling Little Mermaid a title like Beached instead of Little Mermaid just because it had the word mermaid in it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think of some other dumbed down examples we could come up with. Oh, you could do uh, you could do for um, Snow White. You could call it poisoned. Yeah, there you go. Something like that. Feeding the beast. Um, Kidnap. I don't know what it trapped. <laughs> Cinderella. Cinderella. You just call it slipped. Slipped. Yeah. Shoeless. <laughs> Shoeless. Yeah. Shoeless. Um, Shoeless. <laughs> what are some other ones? Uh, um, Princess Tylo movies. Mulan. Um, manned. I don't know. <laughs> man up. Yeah, man up. Uh, Pocahontas. Um, colonized. There you go. Colonized. <laughs> anyway, changing the title to Tangled was 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 critiqued by a number of folks. The movie premiered at the El Capitan Theater in Hollywood on November fourteenth, twenty ten, which is our brother Matt's birthday. It had its wide release on November twenty fourth of the same year. It earned five hundred ninety one million on its $260 million budget, which was good because it was the most expensive animated film ever made Ooh. at $260 million, and it still is. Even that new Lion King, quote-unquote, live action, which is really animated, had a budget of $250 million. Tangled cost 260 which is insane. I don't know what. Was it all because of the hair? I guess. <laughs> Six years Six of hair, years de- of hair, hair development. Design. Yeah. It may have just been because this was leaps and bounds beyond the quality of the previous CG animated movies, which are Bolts, Meet the Robinsons, Chicken Little, and so probably just a lot went into R&D, software development, and making this the best looking thing possible. It is the first one that looks Pixar level, for sure. It, you like couldn't tell the difference looking at the animation. It's also one of the most expensive movies of all time in general, behind movies like Last Jedi, John Carter, Justice League, the Avengers movies, and a couple Pirates movies. Like, it's just behind those, which is crazy. Wow. All those days watching from the windows All those years outside looking in All that time never even knowing just how blind I've been I See the Light was nominated for Best Original Song in the Oscars that year, but it lost to the song from Toy Story 3 by Randy Newman, which I'm not even sure what it was. It's called, it's called We Belong Together. 
Uh, must, have been, must have been in the credits or something. I was saying I see the light as a friend of mine came down the aisle. Did they have lanterns float up above? No, those? that was at my wedding. <laughs> Literally at the end of my wedding week. Yeah, Tangled was a big thing. It's a good thing you chose this one for me because we literally let go lanterns at the end of our wedding. So our whole wedding party did it. Mm-hmm. Was the song playing in the background? No, I sang it. No, you did As, okay. yeah, Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't official. I was just like singing it and people were around. <laughs> Tangled was not nominated for Best Animated Feature the year it came out. Which is a surprise to me. There were only three nominees that year when there can be up to five. And they were Toy Story 3, How to Train Your Dragon, and The Illusionist. I don't even know what The Illusionist is, but Toy Story 3 won. Um, I See the Light uh, did win a Grammy for Best Song Written for Visual Media. So, Alan Menken got a, got a Grammy for that. Now that I see Wrapping up this history, Tangled Ever After is a short uh, short film, kind of a sequel to this movie that came out in 2012. It premiered in theaters in front of the 3D theatrical re-release of The Lion King. So like the original Lion King, they re-released in 3D, like with the glasses. And that's where Tangled Ever After premiered. Theme park presence, all I could think of was at Magic Kingdom in Florida, they have a bathroom themed like Tangled. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that has like a forced perspective uh, Rapunzel's tower sticking out of the top of it. And apparently they're really nice bathrooms. I've never been in them. You know, instead of mirrors on the walls above the sinks, they have like frying pans. Ha, funny. Clever. So that's all I can think of in the theme parks for Tangled. That's all I've got about Tangled for now. David, any fun facts to add to that? Yeah, I have a couple. The castle and city in this movie corona is based on the real life city mont saint michel in normandy france which i've been to very similar kind of like an island type you know with the castle on the top of the hill rapunzel is 18 years old it's her 18th birthday in the movie and eugene is 26 which i think is the largest gap in disney couple history (laughs) (laughs) kind of creepy especially considering how she's completely naive about everything in the entire world as well as only being 18 because she was locked in that castle for her whole life but you know we've had some young princesses in previous <laughs> movies i forget who the other young Snow, one was i think snow white's really young yeah. ariel is super young ariel's she's like really a, young like what like 15 16 yeah. like really super young uh one other one it's the first disney princess movie to be rated pg and Towards the end of the movie, it definitely gets that rating. He gets stabbed, and it's kind of brutal. So I understand why they gave it that rating. That is all. Lisa, you've talked a little bit about your history with this movie. I imagine you've seen it a lot, but what is your history with Tangled before watching it again recently? Well, I I played her at, um, just like I talked about in the Cinderella episode we did. Um, I was, I played her a lot. The couple years that I was, um, um, hired the most was when she just had came, like the movie had just came out, like I want to say a year or two prior. So, uh, 2012, 2013 was when I was, um, running that business myself. And so besides Cinderella, which is like the most popular generic princess, I think that everybody ordered, the secondary one would be Tangle because there was no Anna Elsa yet. So right. I sang Flower, Gleam, and Glow a thousand times, read that book a thousand <laughs> times, and um, 
I even grabbed my husband and some other friends, mostly my husband, and we got hired as Flynn Rider and because he had the beard because he had the smolder <laughs> yeah <laughs> so and plus of course i could drag him along because he's like he it was great it was really fun i was at a halloween party um that we did that one for that we got hired for so that was really fun to play um, did you have like a 70 foot long wig or what how'd you no, do that um so how you get away with that is um what does she do in the town when her hair's too long she braids it he yeah. braids it so and puts all these flowers in it. So I braided it and braided ribbons through it. And I put all these flowers in the hair and like did the bangs kind of like mine are right now. You know what I mean? Like kind of swooped them. Yeah. Did you carry a frying pan? I thought I literally thought about it, but then I didn't really carry many props as a princess because um, I had so many activities to do with the kids at the party. So um, then I, I mean, I'd have to have like a, a chameleon or uh, all the little guys. It would just be too, too much. But um, so I played her a lot. Um, like I said earlier, my one of my close friends in college who actually she was a really talented accompanist and she got hired to play weddings all the time. And whenever she needed a singer, she always would recommend me. Then when she got engaged, she said, I need someone to sing this song. It's from Tangled. It's a Disney princess song. This is also in 2012. <laughs> and she said, I can't think of anybody better to sing it than you. So I was like, okay, when are you singing it? She's like, as I come down the aisle, I was like, oh, okay, perfect. <laughs> so that was not emotional at all. And the door, literally, I sang the whole first verse, and then the doors opened at the the chorus with the, and at last I see the light, the bit, you know. Yeah. And so everyone stood up, and it was it was just really, it was great. So Was it just piano? Or no, did you have well, this is the great thing about the karaoke going to school. Track? No, this is great. Um, I went to school with a bunch of musicians because when I did, got my degree in musical theater, I had to do everything that a music major would do, conducting, orchestration, um, sight singing, ear training, all of it, everything that a music major would do. So I knew all the music majors and um, we had a professional classical guitarist. So he played his 12 string guitar nice. <laughs> with me and it was it sounded just like the real thing. It was it was perfect. So. That was really neat experience. And then, like I also said, um, we let lanterns go at the end of our wedding because we got married in 2011. And that was because of this movie that we did that. And <laughs> funny story about the lanterns, we ordered them online thinking they'd be like, you know, like maybe a foot by a foot, you know, kind of shoebox size. Maybe yeah. we got them here and they were as big as like your trash can like you wheel <laughs> down the driveway like maybe minus a foot or two so they were you had to have two to three people lighting them because the fire the flame would it would take forever for the thing to light and then the flame would get at least two or three feet tall inside the thing and then you're like let it go let it go let it, you know so we only we didn't let anybody else let them go we we practiced at the rehearsal we practiced with the wedding party releasing them and then only let the wedding party release them for our guests like okay. in off into the, over the golf course that we had our wedding at. So And then you burned down half the neighborhood. Right, yeah. basically. No, they all went straight up before we let them go. So that was a plus. They're biodegradable everybody, so we weren't littering all of those things. But it was it was all because of that movie and I have a picture in our living room of us holding the, that lantern and i think of it all the time so that is maybe the most extensive history with one of these movies we ever had that's great <laughs> <laughs> well i'll chat you know i will <laughs> david how about you did, did we sing uh did we sing mother knows best at your wedding <laughs> no we didn't 
That would have been weird. <laughs> <laughs> I had seen this movie once, I think, and I don't remember if it was in theaters or not. Probably not, because I was a little old at this point for Disney movies. But I remember liking it, but I didn't remember much about it. Yeah, I'm about the same. I'm I I think I saw it at least part of it at some point. But that's all I got. So great. So Lisa, <laughs> now that you've watched it again, yes, let's hear your brief overall reaction. Why do you love Tangled so much? I love her wonder, her just <gasps> at everything that she when she I mean when she's about to hit the ground and then she does and she. The time, first time she hits the ground and she's like talking about the grass and the the breeze and everything. I just love her wonder at everything, at the lights, at just watching her rediscover beauty in the world. It's, I love it. It gives me chills every time. So um, that's probably my favorite part. I like Mandy Moore a lot. I thought she did a wonderful job voicing the character as well as singing. We, my husband and I still quote, we always quote that little guy that uh you got me or whatever he says <laughs> or that you look like a tall glass of water that's whatever <laughs> he says that we still quote that guy we think he's hilarious i just i think it's funny i think it's i love her wonder like i said and i love the music so david you put this at number four on your list where did it end up yeah four why why because it has Amazing character development, I think. I I wasn't expecting to like Flynn to, like when I met him at the beginning, but I liked him by the end of the movie, and they I feel like their relationship was actually sort of believable, despite the slight creepiness with age that I mentioned. It's a sad story. Like she lost her entire childhood trapped in this little tower. She meets her parents at the end. She's 18 years old. The parents never say a single word but they communicate like the sadness throughout the movie that the parents are having. And like, it's actually an emotional reunion at the end of the movie when they meet for the first time. I just thought that like her development from the naive person who's been trapped her whole life to learning to, you know, fight and combat the real world with Flynn and Flynn's development into becoming a nicer person. I just thought it all was a very good story. On top of that, I thought the animation was beautiful. Like we mentioned, it looked like a Pixar movie. Um, which is a good thing. And yeah, I had a little bit of ki- kid slapstick humor, but it was nothing that like really took me out of it and I thought was stupid or anything. It had the vibe of like a Shrek, but it wasn't complete satire. You know, it wasn't making fun of the fantasy genre. I thought it played into it very well and um, it was a believable world. So those are my high level thoughts. Mike, did you like it? To your Shrek point, it's when I talked about in the history, they originally were going that route. Probably I would assume more pop culture references and that sort of thing. And I'm really glad they don't, they don't do that kind of stuff though. It has the Shrek vibe in a sense of the kind of the same setting, the same time period. I enjoyed this movie as you all heard. It did not make it in my top 10. It didn't make it in my honorable mentions. I think it is very well made. I think as we've mentioned, the animation is far superior to anything they've done so far. Disney's done so far as far as CG animation goes. I don't know. I wasn't like thrilled by the plot and how like a horse saves the day. <laughs> just kind of some <laughs> things like that. They were just kind of silly. Flynn is kind of a doof. And yeah, you end up liking him a little bit more at the end. But there was nothing in this that like screamed classic timeless to me as much as some of these other ones have. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't like 
at the top of my list. So we can talk about some more details. I, I have some some further thoughts. Um, David, at least any other observations watching it again? I did realize looking back at my top six, I know I couldn't come down with the top five, that Tangled was number five for me. I figured it was. Couldn't remember. Number five or number one? It was five. Uh, Emperor's New Groove was number one for me. Oh, okay. yeah. I really liked the setting of the tower. Mm-hmm. It reminded me a lot of Lauterbrunnen, which is a town in Switzerland, which, David, you've been there, haven't you? I have. Where it's just, you're in this valley with mountains in the distance and giant waterfalls falling down. It's like, it's there's a real place like, like this where this tower is. I was not thrilled sorry lisa by the songs in this movie at least <laughs> com- at least compared to other alan menken work i feel like a lot of what he does is varied he has a wide repertoire of like genres and styles and mm-hmm. he did everything from aladdin to Home on the Range, which are vastly different. And this didn't really seem, other, other than that, he used kind of some period instruments. I mean, they were, like you said, there was kind of some guitars in there that you may not have heard in past Alan Menken music. And the songs seem kind of derivative of past Alan Menken work instead of like fresh and completely fresh and new. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that really leaped out to me as like, wow, that's this is, this is great. It all felt kind of average Alan Menken. Yeah. Which average Alan Menken's still pretty darn it's good. It's pretty great. <laughs> but uh, it's definitely not the top the top of the tier when it comes to music he's written. So that that's what kind of get puts this movie a notch down for me as well, is just none of the songs like really struck a chord with me, no pun intended. Now that I'm older, mother might just let me go. At least it had songs, though. I mean... Disney for a while didn't have the musical thing going in their movies and I felt like the songs in this movie fit in well. They didn't feel out of place and the characters singing them, it worked for me. Oh, I don't think they feel out of place. And I and I like them going back to this musical style, which is what they did in Princess and the Frog, uh, which I think they did far superiorly in Princess. Is that a word? <laughs> yeah. I think they did. Which I think they did far better in Princess and the Frog. So I like that, but I, I just didn't the songs weren't as good as some of these past ones but it is way better than the just throwing pop songs in there yes for sure like just random voices singing songs about what's going on i'd much rather have i'd much rather have the tangled and princess and the frog style than than the other flower gleam and glow let your power shine make the clock reverse Bring back what once was mine. I liked how the lizard sidekick was like there the whole time, but he didn't play a big role and he wasn't like too in your face, like stupid humor, like some sidekicks have been in Disney movies. I thought that was a good subtle little side character. Yeah. He contributed enough. Mm-hmm. He wasn't like the horse <laughs> <laughs> or like the chicken in Moana. David, you mentioned this movie's rated PG, and there are a number of sequences that definitely earn that. Um, well, first off, or last off, the epic fall from the tower at the end. It's, we've had some pretty good villain deaths in these last couple movies, and uh, her devolving into an old woman and then falling out of the tower was pretty, pretty That's epic. Definitely creepy. <laughs> she turned into dust before she hit the ground, though. That is true, but still, 
It was pretty dramatic. And doesn't the the little chameleon Pascal t- trips her? Doesn't he? Yeah, he pulls her hair taut he, and trips. Her. He pulls her hair up so that she trips over it and falls out the window. A little devious. A little devious there. Pascal, a little devious. And then yeah, the underwater sequence where they where they end up in a where are they where were they like at a little dam? cave. Yeah, they were running away out of the bar and they like had like an escape tunnel and it ended in some like caverns and it then they filled it with water to try to flush them out. But yeah, well, I think a dam breaks and yeah, like, floods yeah. the whole area. Yeah. Whenever characters go underwater in movies, I always hold my breath to see if I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Either of you do that or is that just me? I used to mm, when I was no. a child. <laughs> no. Or I would test out, you know, there's the scene in, in Phantom Menace where Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan follow Jar Jar Binks down to, uh, what's the name of the, what's uh, the name of the city? How can I not remember this? Oh. Gungan Village. Yeah, don't oh, ask what's, me. What's it called? <laughs> Doesn't he say it? No, it's Utuganga. Tis a hidden city. Tis where I grew up. Utuganga. It's a, a hidden city. On Lake Panga. <laughs> and then Boston asks us, we'll give you the old bongo. Yeah, Oto, Otoganga is the city. Oh, really? So Otobongo is the city's transport. <laughs> the planet core. He's the hidden city. Anyway, I used to hold my breath to see if I could actually do it because Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan cheat and they put those little devices in their mouth. It's too long. I tried, I remember trying is that Is it too long? Okay. So unless it's a cartoon, I actually have a major problem um, with watching any camera go underwater. Like I close my eyes. I can't do it. Really? Anything that's Freaks especially out. ocean, like way, like if it's a pool, no, it's fine. Finding Nemo the first time I saw it, it was so realistic, especially when they got to like the shark scene, the dark water with the bombs and stuff. I couldn't, I like almost had to close my eyes during that. No, I don't hold my breath. I close my, close my eyes. Have you seen Mission Impossible? Uh, which one is it? I've seen all of them. Okay. Well, the one where Tom Cruise has to swim underwater and hold his breath for like yeah, five minutes. Yeah, anything to, to, James to Bond does bomb. it a ton too. Yeah, he does. There's another, there's a lot of movies that go underwater and I, I cannot, I mean, I was watching Oceans, one of the Oceans 11 or 12 something. They went underwater for a while and I was like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> you can swim, right? Oh yeah, it's a it's a um it's mostly with like weird murky water. Like pools opening my eyes under that's fine. But lakes um or pond like anything it's like what it freaks me out. Space does the same thing to me. So I don't can't watch space movies either. Did you did you go on the Finding Nemo ride at Disneyland? No, they showed me they showed In me the the, um, they showed me a video of it. I watched the first three seconds and like literally threw the phone. I was like, can't, can't. Yeah, I mean, you're like, you're like trapped in the submarine that's that's like slowly moving through murky water. Full on panic attack. You have you have a very (laughs) rational fear of not having oxygen. No, it's visual. It's a visual thing. I get visually overloaded. It it freaks me out. I don't. It's It's because you just don't know what you just don't know what's in the abyss. I used to do that in an airplane. If we went through a cloud, felt the same way. I was like, what's coming? What's coming? What's coming? I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't hold my breath. I just don't watch. Well, that scene was a little claustrophobic, and they kind of look at each other like, we're really going to die this way? And I I was a little scared for them. I forgot her hair glowed, and she did, too. What were the other PG moments? David, you mentioned him getting stabbed. That's probably the other one. Yeah, the brutal murder. Yeah. Did you remember that at the beginning he said, this is the story of how I died? How I died, yeah. This is the story of how I died. Don't worry, this is actually a very fun story, and the truth is, it isn't even mine. 
that's why I thought about when you said the Shrek thing of how like it was kind of cheesy and instead oh, of like this yeah. is a romantic beautiful story it was like this is the story of how I died <laughs> don't worry I'm fine now yeah I didn't remember he said that until he got stabbed and then I was like wow he's actually gonna die but nope happily ever after I totally forgot about that because I started the movie last night and I finished it today so <laughs> lame <laughs> separate enough that I I forgot when her hair gets sliced off, it cuts her her hair into a perfect bob. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you look at it, it's kind of splicey. It's like the ends are all like kind of out there. But <laughs> yeah. Only a girl would notice that, I guess. Well, David noticed the bob. Well, you said, well, a bob, yeah. I, I mean, wouldn't even know what to call that. It's splicey. I wouldn't say it's perfect. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. I'm watching it back and that nice slow motion shot. And then uh, it looks like they cleaned it up a little bit in between the slicing and the wedding at the end. Yeah, she had a good, uh, she washed it and like straightened it, I guess, in between. <laughs> Lisa, did you ever have a bob? Um, Actually, yeah. When yeah, you I, had your hair short for a little I while. Did. I did. Yeah, I had vague recollections it. of that. I had to cut it off, yeah. But, and it was at my wedding. Funny. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I was Rapunzel, you guys. I liked how they used the bar scene characters throughout the movie after that and they came and saved the day i don't know i thought they were they were fun characters lots of personality lots of different cool designs of the the bad guys in the bar sure and that was that was a nice scene and a night and a nice song when you when we met all them to kind of show that don't judge a book by its cover nice little lesson mixed in there I'm malicious, mean and scary, my snicker-curdled dairy, and violence-wise, my hands are not the cleanest. But despite my evil look, and my temper, and my hook, I've always yearned to be a concert Can't you see me? Yeah, it was clever. I loved the words. It was... I loved how um, they each had very unique things that they uh, were into, and it was it was hilarious. I thought it was very funny. All right, with that, we can start wrapping this up. Lisa, we need a rating system a rating specific, s- specific mm. to Rapunzel. Uh, how about out of five frying pans? Okay. So, Lisa, you can do the honors to start. Out of five frying pans, what do you give I'd give Rapunzel? it like a solid. I'd call it Rapunzel. What do you give Tangled and give us your give us your final thoughts? I would give it a solid like four, four and a half frying pans. I, I enjoy it every time I see it. Like I said, I love... I love her childlike wonder, and I love how that that's what Flynn uh, falls in. He falls in love with her because of that too, because he's been kind of burned by the world, and he sees he sees it fresh again through her eyes. So I don't know. I just I really I think you're it's you're right that the the animation's beautiful, the music's pretty great. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, four and a half, five frying pans for me. All right, David. I give it a 4.1 out of 5 frying pans. It kept me guessing. I didn't know where the story was going, really. There are lots of good little twists and turns, especially when he got murdered at the end. And on top of that, I thought there were some really good characters and good development of the characters and like the overall story with the parents. And I thought the redemption of that, plus the love story, was all very nice and happy. Um, We didn't really mention the villain much, but I thought the witch was a good villain like she kind of you knew she was bad the whole time um she rode the edge of like trying to be nice to her but still we saw that her dark side um 
I don't know. I feel like the intro, they didn't really need that. We could have learned some things about her and about the witch and everything as the movie went on. There could have been a little more surprises along the way if they wouldn't have had that little prologue. So that's just a little critique. But yeah, 4.1, it was very good. And it made it in your top 10. Out of five frying pans, I give this a three. Solid in the middle for me. I've mentioned my my gripes. I think this is certainly the best looking CG Disney movie so far. And they will continue to get far superior to this. Again, the Alan Menken songs were not as good as past Alan Menken songs. Uh, the plot didn't completely do it for me, but it, it works. And I think it's a fun movie. So it's, it's a three out of five for me. And uh, with that, we'll end this show. Lisa Grove, thank you so much for joining us again. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. Can you give us a little Rapunzel? A little, uh, what's the song she sings when her hair lights up? Oh, Flower Queen. <laughs> really? You want me? Uh, okay. <laughs> you don't have to if you don't want to. Flower gleaming glow, let your power shine. Make the clock reverse, bring back what once was mine. Oh, oh like see, that. now I'm glad I asked. That was great. <laughs> I can't say a quote. We have to end on that. Yeah. And David, uh, thank you for joining me as always. You're welcome. 50 down, eight to go. We'll see you next week with Winnie the Pooh. I don't remember this one. They did a Winnie the Pooh in 2011. So we'll see you then. Let Goodbye. Your power shine. <laughs> 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 Thanks for listening to the Disney One by One podcast. If you have any questions or suggestions, send us an email to Disney1x1 at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Disney1x1 and at Disney1x1.com. We'll be back next week with another exciting episode of the Disney One by One podcast.